We are back with another episode of the Black Box Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed. And I'm your host, John. And, you know, not surprising, but we have another interview, this time with Alundus Havens. Uh, we were able to connect with him actually through, you know, an application that, you know, just links you with like-minded people and like-minded entrepreneurs and podcasters. But pretty much during the episode, we talk about his journey, which pretty much starts with, you know, experiencing some childhood traumas, being a little unsure about where he wants his life to go when he's a young adult. He ends up serving in the military, then uh, starts a family young, goes through some new job struggles, not really working anywhere that he, you know, enjoys fully, also experiences some failures that cause him to just rethink his life. And since then, he's been able to kind of get a harness on where he wants his life to go, started his own podcast, uh, started his own business as well, and now is kind of, you know, restructuring his mind and just trying to be positive and implement the things that we preach in our podcast all the time. So I think it's a really good episode and I think people can relate to it as well because everyone, you know, has some struggles, has some trauma from earlier on in their life that they're trying to work out and, you know, being able to push through that and move past it is something that can really get you to the next level. Yeah, it's a a real a real feel good episode coming up just about overcoming challenges and making a better future for yourself. So without further ado, I think we should just jump right in. Let's do it. We're super excited to uh, announce on Black Box that we have our first advertisement and it is with our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, which is what we've been using since day one to record remotely with our guests. Uh, and they've become a new sponsor for the show. So tune in, check out the podcast discount link in our show notes and stay tuned to hear more about why we love Zencaster. Hey guys, we're really excited to tell you guys about Black Ice, the black-owned jewelry business uh, owned by Sean Moore, who we've had on the podcast before. And if you just think about it, Black Box, Black Ice, it's a match made in heaven. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, jewelry in itself, obviously it's flashy, but you know, on Black Box, we like to talk more about the investment aspect. Gold jewelry, as well as watches, are a physical asset class in their own, which is a bit safer. And if you've seen the markets in the past year or so, stock market and crypto have been down a lot, whereas gold is really good at preserving its value. And that's what it's known for. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that I've worked with him before personally to get a gift from my mother that was also a slightly custom piece as well. Uh, I have nothing but good things to say about Sean. He was easy. He was flexible. The price was fair. And, you know, I met up with him quick and easy transaction. And my mom loved the gift and it turned out great. Yeah. So if all of this sounds good to you, you could check out his website or his socials. Um, it's Black Ice NYC, but it's black with a V instead of an A. And if you're looking for something stock, you could find it there. But he also does custom goods and he specializes in doing custom things with a quick turnaround. Uh, yeah. And also, if you're looking for a specific item, especially with you know watches, Sean loves to do sourcing. And because he's in the business, it's a little bit better pricing than going directly through retail and working with you know the corporations. We also think it's a bit better, and we talk about that on the pod that you'd be supporting you know an upcoming entrepreneur and a small business instead of going and giving your money to these big corporations anyway. Yeah. So again, we're so excited to partner with Black Ice, and be sure to check the description down below for uh, hit Sean's socials and his website, and stay tuned for cool opportunities coming very soon. 
Just don't forget to mention the black box sent you. All right, Alondis, do you want to just take a few moments to introduce yourself quickly? Absolutely, Ahmed, and thank you again for letting me on the show. I appreciate you and John. Uh, my name is Alundis Havens. I'm originally from Fresno, California. Um, basically, how my story starts out, my parents split up when I was about three, almost four years old. And from there, they were young, partying. Um, so you can kind of know how that is, you know, where people were just your mindset at that age, um, where they're in their mid twenties, you know, they're, they're about drinking and, and so forth. Right. So it goes into that, um, kind of growing up, what was going on was they were doing their own thing. I was watching it. Hey, not necessarily for me, got a stepdad in. And then I was one of those that just questioned every single thing when I was younger. Why is it this? Why do we think this way? Why do we say certain things? Why are we doing this? You know, the, Hey, you can live your dream. Okay. Why aren't you doing it? And it was one of those where it was like, I wanted to question every single thing, but at the same time, you know, wanted to look up to those people that are accomplishing it. So for me, it was seeing all these things that were wrong and then looking at idols, kind of like Kobe Bryant, for instance, I have a flag behind me. Um, I was about to mention that. Hey, you know, these people are working their asses off. They're getting all these things done. They're finding ways to get better, but then it's someone else that's preaching something, but they're not doing it. Right. So Go into high school, me and my stepdad get in a disagreement about um, him saying these outlandish things. And from there, I just said, um, I was like, all right, you know, and, and kicks me out the house because I didn't agree with what he had to say. And he, he wanted to keep going on. And then from there, you know, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. I could have went to a couple colleges, uh, but it wasn't for me at that time, just because kind of the crowd I was hanging around with and my situation around me getting kicked out the home. I was like, I need to have discipline in my life because if not, if I were to go straight to college, I'm going to be that young kid that gets the money, blows it all, blows his opportunity. Um, what's funny is I actually should have went to the Naval Academy, but I didn't go to that because I got to um, into hanging out with friends and I just wanted to party one day. And I was like, you know what? I'll go enlisted side. So go into that. Love the Marine Corps um, going into it. Kind of the mindset kind of thing was it was a little bit different for me just because I was so used to getting yelled at, whether it was from my parents or whatever. So when the drill instructors were at me, I was able to do it. Problem, I have two left feet. So I kind of explained my early journey where it was like, you can't drill, but you can do 30 pull-ups. Yeah, I can. Um, so go into there, really got to my unit. And with my story kind of versus a lot of other people is they had this rise where it was Hey, you know, they're learning when they're younger and then they get promoted. For me, it was um, going to my unit three weeks later. Hey, we're sending you to training for two and a half months. Go to training, come back. Oh, your unit's out again. Two and a half months. Stay in San Diego for three months. Oh, you have a deployment. So for me, it was back to back to back doing things and then learning things on the fly. So actually, when I was on deployment, um, I was running my shop. I was in charge of an E4 that was in front of me where I was an E3. So it was kind of one of those where it was my introduction to leadership. But at the same time, it's difficult, you know, where you're younger. I'm 18, 19 years old trying to be in charge of somebody who's 27. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, and it's a certain way we talk. But when you come from that area or you haven't had that development, you're not going to know how to talk to people. So for me, it was dealing with these things. Yeah. Um, kind of having trauma, but one of my main problems is, is kind of, um, how I grew up and so forth was I'm real reactive on certain situations because that's what you have to do in certain places. So it's either someone saying something, you're, you're back at it, 
or, you know, I'm scared someone to start screaming at me all the time. So I'm over here. Oh, what? You know, and that was one thing that was a big hurdle that I recently have, you know, put a lot of time in to get through um, because it was getting me into these problems to where I was drinking six to 12 cups of coffee just to stay sane on deployment. And then I came back stateside and that's where I started having problems was for the normal person. You have all these excuses. Oh, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. And for me, it was working 16 to 18 hours, still putting time in in the gym coming back home, becoming my own boss, started college um, year two. So that was a little tough initially because I flunked the college entrance exam because I didn't take anything for two years. And then all of a sudden I'm getting put in these algebra one, algebra two, three. I was taking calculus before. So I had to do all these classes to where I'm passing them, but it was just kind of wasting my time to where it's like I'm putting all this work in where I'm not feeling it. So for me, it was a great learning point there. Um, but I was pushing so hard that I didn't realize what was going on, right? I didn't realize that there was some things that happened to me I didn't go through. Um, in my case, you know, it was the simple, somebody comes with you a problem in the military, we give you a solution and that's it. But instead of me actually giving you that solution, it was me being like, well, why can't you do it? Well, no one cares, get it done. And it was, you know, looking at it, I was like, hey, maybe you can't talk to people that way. Maybe that's why you're burning relationships. Um, I was a big drinker then. So it was, you know, the social environment was awesome there. But it was just kind of kept pushing, pushing, pushing until um, I messed it up with my wife. We had a miscarriage and then we got back together. I started taking care of her and I was like, you know what? I can do this. I can't take care of her. So that's really where it took off for me. Um, that was year three. In, in the year two, um, I actually tore all the cartilage in my right knee. And that's where, you know, I first started going over some ego problems. It was where I was my own boss for a year. So greatest feeling in the world. Why? Because I started developing those skills, going in front of people. Um, for me, I was in charge of the operations and training department. So I had to make sure that we had all the aviation flight data um, to be able to, to fly our MB-22 Ospreys. And then I also had to make sure that I had all the training goods. So 200 people can be eligible for retention, promotion. But with that came a lot of responsibility going in front of mass people. Hey, you guys need to get your training done and whatever. And then at the same time, you know, I was young. So I'm over here, 20 years old, trying to tell other people what to do. And they're like, well, I have these things that are more important. Working on the airplanes is more important than doing training. And I'm like, actually, no, you know, you either do this or you guys don't get promoted. You either do this or, you know, and then getting smart about it, um, started, started putting read receipts in all my emails so I can be able to prove to people is, hey, this is what's happening. If not, I can see clearly who's deleting my email. I'm going to print that out. Next meeting we have, I'm going to pull that up on site. So it was one of those where it was learning these things at a young age, getting hurt, going through that all the way to my last three weeks. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to take the leap out. Um, got out the military, went into a couple of different sales roles. So first was home improvement sales, which was a tough gig because, again, I was trying to go to college and, and do that and have a family. Um, just wasn't for me. I was, I was getting home 11 midnight, try to work a couple hours and then I would try to get up in the morning and either go to the gym or if not, how to start driving again for the next day. Sales, you got to put a lot of time in, right. In order to actually reap the benefits of the profit, like the upside profit. Yeah, exactly that. But what was as well was I didn't, um, I wasn't familiar with kind of the terms, especially I was selling HVAC systems and, and I knew a little bit about AC, but I didn't know so much. And then they're like, oh, do you want to sell windows? Well, here's the display. Teach yourself windows through our 
courses and so forth. And I'm like, I don't have time to be going through these windows. And two, how do I even know how to pitch it if I haven't heard anybody do it? So it was like one of the guys mentored me. We actually became great friends. Um, but then it was from there where it was like, hey, I'm losing more money than I'm making. People um, on deals, they can cancel for whatever reason. You know, our company had their problems. So I was like, I'm out. Um, went to a mortgage brokerage. And what was funny is I was like, oh, I got this. This is going to be the great thing. And that's where I started hitting adversity again. Um, had so much on my plate. You know, like I said, the family, school, gym, putting in extra time, trying to create a podcast. And I ended up failing my mortgage exam three times in a row. And while I was there, you know, I was like, well, I'm a failure. You know, I'm going through all this. I don't understand why I can't pass it. Up until that point, probably two things in my life I didn't pass. Um, and that was geometry and um, <laughs> chemistry. Up until that point in my life, like everything was easy to me. I got good grades in school, you know, 3.5, 3.8 GPA, but I didn't really try college, AF, whatever, the first two years until it started mattering. And then yeah. it was kind of like hitting that wall, right? And at the same time, it was like looking at who was around me. And that's where the negativity was playing because I was going to school with, or excuse me, I was working with um, other guys my age that were 21, 22. But when you look at that, that factor, you know, they're coming off of living with their parents, maybe we're in dorm rooms, talking about college and partying. And then I'm over here having a family, working my butt off. Well, why can't you just do this? And I'm like, man, I don't have time like you. When I go home, I structure it every two hours. I figure out there, I'm staying up late every night to start the podcast. I'm yeah. researching. So it was one of those for me where I took that step back and I said, hey, it's going to be all right. And then from there, um, what was also awesome, I actually... Throughout that whole process, went into Facebook group for a podcast and kind of worked my way up with relationships um, into a mastermind group. And then from there, um, recently, this was about two months ago, um, I was working at a job selling memberships for veterans getting VA claims increased. And uh, it was a great gig. Ran into a problem again, you know, where it was relying on a job for income. And I told them, hey, you know, I'm having a problem with child care. Um, I'm losing more money with this company right now than if I were to increase time with the child care. So I was literally holding my daughter and then making sales calls and putting the phone down. And then when I wasn't doing that, um, was making calls or when I wasn't doing that, shooting emails. So this company approached me sideways and they were like, hey, is your heart still in it? And I was like, you know what? I gave you a corrective action plan. I told you what we we're going to do. I told her how we're going to fix it. I'm out. Um, went back to my mastermind group told my mentor what was going on. He said, hey, why don't we start a podcast uh, guest service business where we help alpha entrepreneurs get aligned to the perfect shows, perfect guests on their shows. That way they can increase their following, build their dominant brand and focus on what they're good at. And I was like, that's genius. So from there was kind of able to see it full circle. Um, all that hard work I put into, you know, clicked. And then I was able to get aligned with the ideal people I needed to be with. So everything started clicking. So that's where I really took the time to start meditating, bettering myself, healing through all those things. Because I noticed, you know, throughout that journey, whatever I was going through, if you didn't heal it, then it was going to pop up and it was going to ruin, you know, what you're going on. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but with Zencaster, the product that we use to record our episodes, it doesn't really have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process pretty quick and painless. 
which is, you know, the way we really want it to be. If you've been listening to The Black Box for a while now, you know that we constantly talk about how we want to bring the best quality and the best content for our listeners, you guys. And with Zencaster, they provide crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video for us as we record our episodes with our guests. Uh, not to mention it's easy to use. That's why we really like it because instead of having to coach, you know, guests on how to set up a podcast if they haven't been on one before, we basically just say show up with a mic and a, a computer and you're good to go with Zencaster. Zencaster is all about making your podcast experience easy and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, if you want to use those, uh, you don't even have to leave your browser to get the entire episode done. If you go to zen.ai slash blackbox and enter our promo code blackbox, you'll get 30% off on your first three months of Zencaster Pro. That's zen.ai slash blackbox, B-L-A-C-K-B-O-X. It's time to share your story. Okay. Uh, that was a lot, but there's, there's a few questions that I have that came out of that. Uh, First off, congrats on being able to, you know, like figure everything out despite all the adversity that you've been through. Uh, What I've let me know if you agree with this, but what I've kind of noticed in terms of entrepreneurship is there's obviously multiple different kinds, but you can kind of categorize people into two. There's a type of entrepreneur or like heavy worker grinder business person that almost maybe what you were doing for a while was just running away from your problems, whether you knew that or not you were just staying really busy trying to face all these new problems, but there was always something that you kept sitting with at the end of the day, like something's not right still. And then when you kind of changed that path, you know, you got a mentor, you got someone that could step out and see it from, you know, bird's eye view and give you a clear vision of what's going on. Then you were able to kind of tackle the problems at the source, which seems to be putting you in like a much healthier direction. I don't know if you agree with that. No, I absolutely agree with that. And I'd say two, what was it? A um, couple things. First was kind of my wife where she was just like, you're kind of checked out. And it was one of those where it was just like, again, I'm pushing so hard. So even now I have to really work on it. Um, I'm one of those that's been on energy. So if you're one of those people that's going to say something, I've had my own family say, why would you want to start a business? That's stupid. So I check out, you know, if you're saying something and you're talking goofy, yeah. I'm like, man, why aren't we doing something to better ourselves? You know, why are you approaching me with a problem and you're telling me why you can't do something instead of saying, Hey, what kind of things can I do? How could I solve my money problem? Or what could I do extra? That's going to be, you know, within limited time to help me get better in my situation. So for me, it was like being a complete jerk in that time frame where I'm like, what the heck's going on? And then realizing um, that I was actually wasting more time because I was actually not categorizing, not being hyper-specific. So my mentor told me, um, read the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller. And that kind of changed the game for me as well, because I was pushing so hard, pushing so hard that I was blocking out all these things. Now what I'm doing is I'm putting two hours and I'm like, all right, two hours, check emails, reply to emails, reach out to people. All right, two hours, this, two hours, I need to meditate. Um, You know, wake up in the morning, I need to work on having a morning ritual before my daughter gets up. That way I can make sure that I'm good for the day so my family can be good. So in my case, it was really looking at these things, figuring out how I can restructure my time and then making sure I can be the best person before I can be a father, podcast host, business owner, um, and kind of walk through those avenues. Got you. All right. So I guess for us and for our listeners, um, do you mind taking a few minutes to just uh, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing now uh, with your podcast and with your what what you're collaborating with uh, with your mentor or collaborating Absolutely. on with your mentor. 
Yeah, absolutely, brother. And great question. Um, so my podcast is called The Winner's Paradigm. And the objective of that podcast is to do the same thing you guys are doing. Um, kind of talk about people with any adversity or traumas they went through and then ask them on how they flip that switch. Or, you know, if they need help, we give them those tools to be able to flip that switch. So in my case, it's opening up about that. It's saying, you know, having the tough upbringing where you got to be the macho man, push everything to the side. You got to be the cool one. Um, for me, it was kind of having that imposter syndrome. Why? Because I was that nerdy kid, you know, was fat. Um, okay at sports, I was just really strong, but I was never as good as what my dad was. So he was that. He was everything. The you know, coolest dude on the block walks in the room. And it's like me, you know, so it was one of those where it was like I started building myself up, researching. And then all of a sudden, you know, when things were happening to me, I started following in those footsteps. And that's where it was, hey, not working out for me. Um, in my case, you know, it was really dialing that in, developing myself and saying, hey, you know, this is exactly who I want to be. This is what I'm doing. So my podcast, we focus on those things. We talk about, hey, it doesn't matter where you came from. Um, you're the victor, not the victim. Don't play that. Um, I made a joke the other day where someone got upset and I was just like, hey, you're, I was like daily affirmation. I'm going to make more money instead of complaining about gas prices. And it's just one thing that I had to do for myself and say, hey, why am I going to keep complaining about something that I can't control on my side? It sucks. Yeah. You know, everybody has to deal with it. But keyword, everyone's dealing with it. So it's not just me. And that's where I really yeah. dive into those things. In my case, you know, working with the mentor, um, that made me level up so much because he works uh, four hours a day, four days a week. So Monday through Thursday. So limited time that he has, he structures it there um, big on, on health, whether it's working out, you know, dieting, getting healthier, being the person. And then kind of, that's the cool thing as well is it's having that regulator where they're able to tell you we're looking for you in business, but we're looking at you as a person, you know? So if you're, being this great person, but you can't be a dad and, and be there for your family, or you can't be a husband and talk to your wife and you still want to push her to the side and do whatever else. Well, then that's a problem because you're not healing it. How are you saying that you're here when you're really down here? It's one of those things that a lot of entrepreneurs go through um, where they're pushing everything. They're trying to do everything perfect. They're trying to provide it. But what they lose focus on is why they did it in the first place or, you know, kind of, um, appreciating that journey. So with him, he's real big on being present. And that's kind of what's awesome as well as we constrained all these core values, put them together. And then that's what we build off of when we build relationships with people. And we say, hey, you know, we can get you um, increased downloads, be able to get you more subscribers, get you aligned to the perfect host, get guests on your podcast that you would like. Um, that way you can focus on whatever you're good at. Because I know a lot of times, you know, podcasting, you got the production side, guests. You got to do visuals. If you want promotion, you got to be able to reach back to the people. Hey, do you have any links that you need to promote? All right. Here's the headshot. Make sure you put this on your side. Cause I've been through that, you know, where I had a CEO of a company come on my podcast. All right. Awesome. You're going to share before we record. Yeah, I'm going to share. And then comes up game day, doesn't share. I don't get any increase on the downloads. So I was kind of twiddling my thumbs, you know, so it's one of those where we look over that, but we have that full process. He has a name for himself, um, Zach Babcock, if you guys ever heard of him. Um, so man's a oh, genius. Yeah. He's great at what he does, and it's kind of awesome to be able to have that company, have those core values. So it's not only that you're preaching it, you're doing it. And then people see that. So for instance, um, one of his other good counterparts, Marshall Guillen, uh, man has a $120 million company. 
messaged me on Facebook and I'm like looking at it, but I was working one day. So I was just like, didn't know who it was. He hits me up. Hey man, what's up? Me and Zach are good friends. I see that you're working with them. I love to have a conversation. And it was somebody who was like, I never thought I'd have a conversation with somebody who, who's made 120 million in his company, but it was having the leverage there, having the mentor, Hey, you're rocking with this guy. Oh, you're kicking ass. You know, you're doing this. So it was for me realizing it and saying, Hey, we're living up to all these things. But now I'm able to open up those doors to me that I never had before. That's that's amazing. Um, thanks. Thanks for sharing. I'm going to ask you just uh, one more question about the podcast. And I think this may be a difficult question to answer. So if you need some time, don't worry about it. Um, but what is what's your favorite episode that you've ever released uh, for your podcast and why? I would say I got two. Um, so I'll say my episode six, where it's the one where I did my first recording. Um, and I and I say that because you have to use humility as a catalyst for yourself. Man, it sucked. I'm going to be flat out honest. It sucked. It was a little over 26 minutes. Um, I was so, again, you know, coming from all these things. Um, one of the things I didn't know I have that I that's really bad is OCD. Things have to be the same. I leave my desk looking one way. It's messy. You fix it. I'm going to flip. It's just one of those things from the military um, that translated into life. So I put these questions on a piece of paper. I'm going to ask my guest this. And it was actually uh, my friend Paul Tokazulu who actually started me in the whole podcasting game when I reached out in that Facebook group. He was an Army officer. I commented in there to Zach and I was like, hey, Zach, you're super inspiring. I really um, mess with your message. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. And then Paul reached out to me, hey, if you ever need anything. So we, we started talking and man's like a genius as well, you know, just spits the knowledge quick. And I'm like, well, done with the questions, but I didn't understand the concept of keeping it flowing and, and kind of that i listened to the podcast, but when it came up to it, you know, game day, um, it, it wasn't up to my standard. So, you know, as, as you guys are, you know, you've done it before. Um, and yeah. something sometimes where you're like, I want to keep recording, re-recording, but I use that point as a, as a lesson for me when I have those bad days and I'm like, Hey, I've came so far because that wasn't good compared to my standard. And now I'm able to prove to people. And then even last week was pretty awesome. Um, I had a, a gentleman that's from, um, he's from Anaheim, California, because I'm out here in Marietta, about an hour north of San Diego. And um, his name was uh, Frank Castillo. And me and him talked and this man, you know, went through it in the hood as a, as a youngling, um, ends up going to jail, flips his life around because he's like, I don't want to do this anymore starts battling his demons because that was his environment that he went through, um, joined Arte Syndicate where he was paying you know money every month and that's where they were holding him accountable. He was connected to the right people, flipped his life around, started a business. And then um, when we were actually recording, he was in Costa Rica and he's like t- telling me about life and how he's in nature and he's developing this and he's working on himself. And I'm like, man, you know, if this guy's working on himself so much. I got to do the same thing for myself, you know, and it's like, I may not have had that as rough as he did, you know, some things I need to get over, but it was awesome, you know, being able to help that. And I'd say in my case, that's what I really love doing is connecting with those people, having those conversations and then putting it out there for people. So when they're listening to it, you know, wherever they're coming from, if they're that macho man, they're like, man, this dude did it too. Like I can change my life around. I can do whatever I need. Cause ultimately that's what it is. It's all the mindset game in the end. It, it's you determining it, you know, it may take a lot of work. It may take time. You guys know, as graduate students, like you guys probably didn't want to do some things some days, but you had to get it done. Definitely. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, I think that's also one thing that people always forget when they're really stuck in the grind and they're balancing, you know, starting up a couple of businesses, doing a podcast, maybe writing a book, you know, entrepreneurs like to keep themselves busy and try all these other avenues. But they forget that health is without a solid, you know, framework or routine that you have around your health, whether that be, you know, like you said, the diet or meditating or hitting the gym or just playing your favorite sport. Absolutely. Without that things start to kind of fall apart. Like you almost need that to bring you back together and keep you sane. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I'd say when you do see those successful people, they're either real spiritual and they're talking about meditating or religion. That's why, you know, it's because it's one of those things that keeps them grounded, gives them those core values. They live it. And it's something that they keep building on to whether it's either both, you know, very similar, but it's whatever works for you and don't listen to other people. If that's not for you, you can find your own thing. You also, it, I think it kind of shows you humility because it reminds you that you're not this huge, super important person that you think you are. We're all really just one person on this huge earth trying to do our own thing and provide for our family and provide value for other people. So I, I've definitely been trying to keep myself or remind myself of that stuff all the time, especially when as things work out and things start to build, I got to remind myself like, hey, this could all go away tomorrow. And what am I going to be without it? I still got to make sure that I'm there for my family and there for my partner and for my friends as well. And just try to be the best person that I can. That That's huge. And uh, I'm sorry. Um, no, no, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. That, that resonates with me. Cause like I said earlier, um, I went through that phase where I didn't want to be in the room with those people like that. I'm slowly breaking out of it, but to me, energy is everything. So why would I want to be, you know, surrounded with people they're going to ask those questions. Why do you want to start a business? I've told you already. Like, you know, so yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, why are we going to have this conversation? Our values are here. And it's not that we're on the it's same It's hard level. to have those. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's some people want the security. They have their beliefs. That's it. You know, so it's really breaking out of that and um, doing what's best for you. And I know in a lot of cases, you know, people want to take the, the slow road, the soft, but it's like, hey, do whatever you got to do to make it happen. And when you do do that, you know, build it down. So me, I just try to extract some value, figure out, you know, the meaningful conversation and then kind of tie it in back to myself. That way I'm not able to um, kind of block myself out of the whole situation. I can still be present in the moment. It may not be the way I would like it ideally, but at least I'm able to be there, acknowledge what's going on and then be better by living better, showing them. So that way you can be able to say, hey, you know, this is how you can do it. You're showing them. Whether if they want to do it or not, that's up to them. Yeah. Uh, Ahmed, I'll let you go next. I just want to say one more thing. Uh, the th- Well, the thing that I always try to tell people now, because I don't, I'm not trying to force everyone that's around me to do exactly what I'm doing. They don't have to in- invest most of their income and spend time trying to learn these other things and start their own business. They, I don't think people need to do that. What I just find people constantly bringing up is that they're not happy with their current situation, but don't want to do a lot to get to fix it or put themselves in the situation that they want. As long as everyone figures out the ideal life that they want, what in terms of income, family relationships, you know, location, et cetera. And you do work every day towards achieving those things. I think everyone would be a lot happier. Oh yeah. By of course. course. So that, that's what I really try to preach these days. It's that you don't have to try to be, you know, a rich real estate mogul. If that's not what you want to do, you just got to figure out what you want to do and what's going to make you happy instead of sitting around and, you know, kind of, it's not complaining or anything. It's just that we get stuck in a rut because of the way our society is. We kind of 
get in this monotonous cycle and then realize 10 years down the road that time just flew by and now I don't have the life that I want. Yeah. And I think, I think what also becomes difficult is when, when you have so many different responsibilities in your life, it may become more difficult to either take a risk or to, um, or to put in whatever effort is required to make a change in your life. Right. So like, like something that I've always heard preached from people older than me, whether it was like family or teachers, professors, it's always like take risks and do what you want to do when you're young, because you have way less to lose when you're young than when you're old. And once you have a family, like it becomes more difficult to just like put all like, just move, like move, make a move in your, in your job or make a move like physically or whatever it is. Right. And, um, so I think, I think it is really important that, um, even though, uh, even though you always want to keep your eyes on the prize and all of that, you have to make sure that while you're grinding towards your goal, your goal, you're always keeping in mind, like as Alundis, as you indicated earlier, you want to remember that like, why am I doing all of this? Are you doing this for people, the people around you for um, some greater purpose that you feel you have? And you want to make sure that you're able to fulfill your duties to the people in your life or to your mission in your life while you're grinding towards your goal. Absolutely. And, and I love the way you guys said that. Um, that's, that's one thing I talk about on my podcast as well is that's the second part is it's, um, recalibrating your mind so you can achieve your definition of success. Why? Cause it's different between all of us. You know, all three of us have our own set, what it is. Mine is just like, I want to live free. I want to do whatever I want. I want to be able to take the family out and do that. Look at it and say, Hey, let's make trips in the future. It's going to be having speaking gigs or doing virtual gigs and traveling with the family. So it's like, having that and doing it to you, not all people want to do that. You know, some people want that. It's okay to have the flashing things or, you know, have that as motivation for you. Um, Cause that was kind of a concept that I had misconstrued for a while where it was like, I don't want to do that. Well, you can regulate yourself, but if that's something you work for, it's your pride and joy, go for it. You know? So it's like, I love the way both of you guys said that. Cause that's really what it is. Is It's like identifying it, figuring out how you're going to do it and then taking it just one step a day, 1% getting better. You can that's what, I love read. that saying. Yeah. One, one article. 1% better every day. Exactly. You, you know, so that's all it is. And that's how you accumulate those wins and, and get them up. And I just wanted to reiterate one more time that this episode was made with Zencaster and check out our coupon code below if you're interested to utilize their tools. Yeah. And I guess, I guess one, okay, a great question that I just want to hear from your perspective. Um, like all the obstacles or um, difficulties that you've faced in your life. Um, actually, I, I I recently went or both of us went through like an interview process in the past year because uh, we were both trying to get new jobs and everything. And one thing I learned or I watched online in a YouTube video, um, whenever somebody asks you about something that you had to overcome, rather than describing it as difficult, you should describe it as challenging because difficult has a connotation where it's, um, it's like a negative connotation where it's something that is like almost like a barrier for you to do to achieve a goal. Whereas challenging 
can almost have that, like the meaning of like, it's something that put like, may, may not be easy. There may be some resistance, but at least you will learn and you will grow from doing it. So I will use the word challenging instead of difficult. Um, how, how do you face challenging like circumstances and how do you come up on top from all of that? Boom. That's another big one. Um, for me, I'm visual. I'm kind of all three, you know, visual, auditory, um, and I got to be able to do it at the same time. So I got to be able to like look at all these things. But for me, and perfect example is when I failed my mortgage exam three times, that was kind of a huge blow. Um, why? Because that never really happened to me in that life. You know, like I said, two classes, like I always was that one. Oh, I got this, you know, so it was like feeling completely confident. It was studying in between breaks at work. It was studying after work. It was studying whenever I could. It was literally like holding off the podcast because I needed to get that done. It was putting flashcards where I made thousands of flashcards. Like, and I'm going through them and it's all these things. And it's like, fail. All right. Well, I'll do it a second time a month. Fail. Well, I will do it three months later. Fail. And then I'm working, you know, as an assistant uh, junior loan officer. And it was just not liking that position. And it was like, hey, what am I going to do? Well, in my case, it was challenging, right? But it didn't align with what I was trying to do at that time. I wasn't making what I needed to survive. So that's where I decided um, after, luckily throughout that process, me and wife were able to get a house. Um, so I was just like, hey, I'm going to focus more into what I'm good at. I'm going to focus into you know f- building this for me. That way I can take the time to be able to have the job that I want. And then I can be able to um, do what I need to do until I graduate college and I can pursue that. So in my case, it was doing that for me. I didn't go through that. You know, I didn't pass that test. Ultimately, I moved on from it because it w- didn't align with what I was trying to accomplish. I went on from there, um, was helping out my people as veterans. So it was kind of awesome, but it was very, um, it, it took a toll f- mentally just because it was hearing all these stories. You know, um, we're a lot younger, so it's a different time and age that we live in with our country and how they support versus like Vietnam. It was terrible. Media (laughs) tore them up. They're over here saying this. So like I'm having these conversations every day with these people. And then I started getting upset and I'm like, well, I already, already, I already was upset when I first got out and now I'm more upset because it's like, they go through all these things and dealing with it. it Definitely Uh, happened because of also your experience in the military as well. Like you, you felt some sort of responsibility or connection to like want to help them, but the system almost, didn't let you do everything you wanted to do. Yeah, absolutely bad. And and two is, bro, they've they've lived 30, 40 years and people have treated them like crap and they've went through all these yeah. things. So like when you're talking, they're screaming at you sometimes. And it's one yeah. of those where it's like, man, I want to do the same back to them, but it's like they're doing it out of frustration gotcha. because okay, of yeah. so much. You know, so for me it was dealing with that. And then finally, um, even at that job, ran into it and it was one of those where it was like normally I'd talk to my wife about we're going to start a business, but we were good financially. And I was just like, you know what? Um, told her what happened. And I was just like, the, the job's coming for me. This isn't doing it for me. I need to take the next leap in life. you know. And I was like, I need to be able to start a business and that. So I love using that story because it kind of shows you where like, yeah, I didn't get the first goal that I wanted. I didn't even get the second when I was at my other job and I loved it and I was capped out. But I was able to start my own business, get aligned with my mentor, the right people. So now I have those connections. I'm able to learn from them. And I'm also able to get better every single day because I'm able to just focus on myself, 
the development, having that time versus, you know, having that position that would limit what I can do in my own fine free time because I was working 60 hours a week plus. Yeah. Um, I was, I was also going to run it back. You mentioned before when you failed the exam three times, it almost hurt your ego. You mentioned that in the beginning. I feel like that's something too that you've figured out at this point, but everyone needs to, or everyone should at least, is that like, obviously when you've grown up and you've had a lot of success or haven't had to try super hard to get through school or you haven't been faced with a lot of adversity, usually when you don't succeed, then it it hurts you more because you're so used to success that it's almost like an insult to yourself that you didn't get what you wanted. When in reality, when you step back and understand what not achieving something is or a failure, it's actually just like a way of life. Like you're always going to be met with failures, but as long as you take them in a positive way and take them in stride and know how to like use that energy towards the next thing, you can almost make it a, like a superpower in a way. I mean, I still struggle with that myself as I'm trying to learn to, you know, trade and do all this investment stuff. I got into it all at right before the start of COVID. So, you know, I, I had some success when the market was really hot and I've had to understand all these things during this bear market and, you know, lose a good amount of money as well through this process. And at one point I did consider it a failure, but then I realized, Hey, this is just how the, how things work. Like this is a lesson I needed to learn. Now I needed to be able to respect a certain amount of money and understand what it means to be able to move that around and make those types of investments. When, if, for then when the next cycle comes around, because the market really just moves in cycles. Obviously, right now we're, we're in like a sort of extreme economic condition, but yeah, I'll digress a little bit. I'm just, I'm going on, but you know what I mean? It's pretty much just learning that these are things, these are lessons that are sent for you to learn for a reason. And it's really just so you're ready and prepared for the next opportunity. So you can take full advantage of that. Yeah. Chat, I mean, I think simply put, like challenge and failure build character, right? If you, if you only win and only succeed, like for every single thing you do, you will not, you will not know what it feels like or what it means to lose or, or to have to overcome something, right? And I feel like when, when that is what turns you from like, just like a person into like, into like a soldier, right? Like I remember my my like I even though I wasn't literally in in the military, my my dad always told me he's like you have to be tough. Like the the world does not care who you are or like where you come from or anything like that. You have to be ready to face anyone, anything, and you have to be tough. You have to be like ready to to lead. You have to be ready to to win, to lose, to do anything, right? And because at some point when um, it's a, like you grow up, you reach a point where it's it's all on you, right? Whether whatever happens to you, like though there may be some external factors, ultimately you you control your own life, you control your own actions. So um, I think without without failure, without knowing what it feels like to lose, I I don't think a win would feel as good. Oh, but by far would it because you wouldn't even have that basis to know what it's like on that end. Um, for me, it was kind of two as well. I forgot, you know, I didn't mention. Um, I wrestled throughout high school, so I was in Division One school. Went to Division Two, started, uh, or excuse me, Division One and started. So it was rough. I didn't win at all my freshman year, 
And it was kind of one of those where it was like, I literally would cry out of frustration, not because I wanted to just sit there and, and weep about it, but it was like, man, I'm trying so hard. I'm eating right, going to the gym, I'm working hard. But these guys have been doing this since they were five years old versus, you know, I started at 13 and I'm trying to do it, you know? So it was kind of like learning it there and then pushing myself and then um, kind of uh, cutting a lot of weight. So it was like always mentally pushing myself. So that kind of built that moral foundation and then kind of, I had that dad that was the drill sergeant just screaming at you and, and whatever. So it was like, he did it so much when I was young, you know, a little kid that I just didn't want to hear it anymore because mentally I was already above that to where it was like, I was already telling myself, Hey, you got to get up. You got to do this. If not, I go lay down. Hey, you didn't get this in today. What are you going to do tomorrow? And it was one of those where I was like, I, you know, had that internal clock that was just ticking bugging myself. And that was kind of pushing it. So when you go through those things, that's what you're looking for. You know, as you're looking for those things to kind of be antsy about, yeah, you're going to feel uncomfortable because you've never done it before. You know, you don't know what the outcome's going to look like. Just keep going, keep getting better and then go all in with it. You know, it's not going to make any sense if you're doing it half, half, obviously, you know, if you're working a job, trying to start your business. Yeah. Make sure you can do that. Last thing you want to do is quit the job, go everything, yeah. have no money coming in. Um, Cause then it's a different way to approach it, but there's still ways to make money. So it was kind of one of those for me where it was like taking that. And then when I started falling later on, I was like, man, I did all these things, started counting my wins for the day. And I'm like, well, why am I complaining about this when somebody else has it worse? You know? So in my case, it was using all those things to develop it. In our case, you know, we both know the both extremes, what it's like when it's good, when it's bad, so we can be able to keep going. And I mean, I don't want to, you know, from a third party perspective, I don't really know, know you to the fullest extent and I don't want to make conclusions, but it seems like all the adversity and the things that you had to go through and the mental battles that you went through on your own, <clears throat> as well as the accomplishments you've been able to make with the help of a mentor. It seems like the timing is just like, you know, working out for the best that you needed to go through these things and learn these lessons. So now you can, you know, fully prosper in your putting all your energy in the right places. So honestly, congrats for that. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, it was, it was definitely been tough on the road. Um, but you're built for even, it now, you know? Yeah, that, man, it, it was so much. You know, I didn't think I'd be living at times when I was younger. Um, went through things. Oh, I can like only I said, imagine, got, yeah. Yeah, I got kicked out the house, which I didn't really care about because I like basically when I was 16, um, moved back with my mom and then I would go home every day and do chores, but I would always go to my friend's house. So like I basically lived with my friends, go home every day. They would see me clean. They wouldn't complain because I'm doing what I had to do being an adult. And then I would just leave, go with my friends. So like when I got kicked out, oh, you're going to your friends? Well, I go to their house any day, every day. So it was yeah. like, that wasn't a thing for me. It was just kind of funny. So it was one of those where it was like, well, you have nowhere to go now. you know. And it was one where I could have easily cried about it and been in that situation. But that's also a big thing for some people. You know, you got to get out of that environment. You got to try something new. You got to try those new friends. Um, maybe they're not friends. You know, maybe it's the mentors you got to get in the room with because that's what's going to ultimately get you to where you need to be. Like I said, you know, it's one of those where if you haven't done it before, you never know what's going to happen. So that's where we're kind of that limited belief and let's be safe. Yeah, it works to an extent, but you're always going to get that. Even, you know, there's there's people that get the degrees, they, they get the good accounting job and they're like, you know what, I really don't like this. Um, I had a boss like that and he was one of the best salesmen I ever heard. And it was one where it was like, wow, you know, he really took that leap um, after still paying his loans back. And it was like, hey, if people can do things like that and figure it out, we can absolutely do that as well. Oh, I 100% agree. Uh, it just kind of comes down to how 
sick of your current situation you are too because everyone oh, yeah. will reach a breaking point where they were like all right i need to change no matter how bad it's going to be or how hard it's going to be i'm just going to push through that's kind of how i was in my last job still trying to learn all these things i was in somewhat of a toxic work environment and i would one. just i would keep finding myself complaining about my situation and not doing a whole lot about it so it reached a point where i was like i mean this all happened over like four or five months so i'm not going to make it like it was years long and i was enduring it but i kind of just realized you know i just need to figure it out and i need to get out of here and for myself and for my mental health but just hey, aside from that point sorry there you go uh, and i'm I'm sorry for touching up again, bro, but you hit a good point. Um, I went through that in the military, had to deal with that for like two years um, where it was having bad leadership to where they didn't look out for you. You know, great individuals, excuse me, one was a good uh, individual, one was a good leader, but they didn't know anything about their job. So that was funny um, because it was like, well, they can't yeah. teach me. So how am I going to teach myself? Um, the one that was a great individual didn't know how to speak was crazy so it was kind of like having that tough love someone screaming at you you're a piece of shit you know going through all that and it's like yeah just I, I could take it but it was one of those and then having the boss where it was like again you know i was my own boss had the ego problem and then dealing with her to where she just wanted to ma manipulate get her way because that's what she was used to and in my case it was just like nah like the the situations the decisions you make aren't smart we're redoing work over and over again. We can make this so much faster, automate things um, to that, you know, so just take all those things in mind. And that's where, you know, it really happened for me was like having that leadership and then making it a priority. Like you said, your mental health, everything. Um, I got off the military. I said, I'm no longer going to stick in those positions um, to where I got to feel that anymore. Where I got to hate just, my even life, you know? Just because you can doesn't mean you have to. Yeah. Especially I if it's not going to. I promised yeah. myself that and I've, I've stuck to it. I've quit three jobs because I said that, you know what I mean? And it was one of those where it was like, well, what's the worst I'm going to do? I'm going to get another job. Why? Because it's not aligning with me. I can't just keep doing this and going here, being mentally messed up, taking it out at home and, and ruining my life, you know, whatever. There's another job out there for me. It may take time. You know, in my case, it ultimately was starting my own business, but it was like all lining up to the, one of those things where it was like, hey, if it's not for you, don't do it. I made that commitment. So it's following through what you say you're going to do. Well, also one of the big things for me, which maybe both of you guys can't relate to, but I can, is that I grew up in upstate New York, you know, predominantly white area. And up until I went to college, I mean, I came from a privileged situation. So I'll always start by saying that. But then when I went to college, there was a lot of people that came from New York City a lot of people of color and I had to learn all these things that I, I was aware of how, how things were. I wasn't completely blind, but I didn't truly learn how things are until I sat down and had those conversations. And it 100% allowed me to appreciate what I have more, but also kind of just understand what everyone else is going through. Then it's not just like, it has nothing to do with me. Everyone's problems that they're going through every day is much of, is a part of a much larger issue and we all kind of just need to be there for each other and all that good stuff. One, you know what I mean? One thing, uh, I guess, um, before before we wrap up, one thing that I sometimes think about, like when either when I'm driving or walking around, um, it's that like every single person around you has their own set of problems, their own life, their own like like 
pro like own, own like successes, failures, families, friends, all of that. And you're all just like, you could be right next to somebody and you could be thinking something completely different or completely unrelated to what they're thinking about, which I don't know, I think is something that's really, uh, really grounding um, to really remind you like of your, your humanity and your, um, what's uh I was just thinking of a word, I guess, I guess humanity is good enough, but um, Alundis, is there... Is there like one final message or final thing that you think could benefit anyone listening to this episode? Um, like I know, I know you you've you've told us a lot about your life and what your how you were able to overcome all the challenges you faced. But is there something that you could that you think could help somebody who like something that someone out there needs to hear? I'll just touch up on what John said. Um, Again, I came from a good situation as well. You know, my parents were split up. We had money in one house, but we always had food. So that was a great thing. You know, um, my mom's house, we always had food, you know, so that was awesome there. My dad's house, on the other hand, he had the money, but he wasn't home. So we didn't have food. So it was me figuring out on my own. Um, and it was one of those where when I was working at that mortgage brokerage, that's where I was having a lot of problems was I was working with people that were privileged, you know, went through things, getting in arguments with people where it was like, um, this one dude kept trying to tell me, um, make fun of me for the car I had. And I have a Mercedes. And if you don't have a Mercedes, you're down here. Well, I don't want a Mercedes. Like it's going to break down. I don't know how to fix cars. It's an older, well, you have an older car anyway. So why are you, you know, talking like it's a new one. And it was yeah. one of those like status. And it was just like, I went through that already. You know, I've, I've been through that where it's like, you have the nice things and that all those things don't cope for sometimes. Like we said, you know, there may be a missing link. Um, so for me, it was realizing that then was, it was my job isn't to please them. It's to please myself, you know? So if I'm not at peace with that decision, peace, you know, and, and with those people was like, I was engaging in these things. And I just came to that conclusion where it's like, Hey, they may not relate to you, but they don't need to, you need to be able to relate and kind of podcasting. Um, as you guys know, you know, it's, that's all it is, is you're articulating it to your ideal audience. And those people connect with you because they understand it either, um, empathetically or sympathetically where they're like, okay, yeah, I can directly relate or I feel for you, you know? So it's having that versus like having those conversations where you get so mad. And I'm like, that's my thing. You know, it's like, as long as you acknowledge what's going on with people, it's different. Cause you know, not everybody's going to realize things, the way yeah. things are said and that, you know, so it was one of those where it was like that. I'm also one of those where, um, I look black, but I have a Rolling Stones tattoo. So that was one of the things because I was another hood guy there at the at the job. And he was kind of just giving me giving me grief about it one day. And I was just kind of like laughing. And I'm like, that's the problem people face. You know what I mean? It's like you try to be different. You try to break out from it versus him asking a question. I'm like, you know what? My grandpa died. And that was his favorite thing in the world. It made me think of him. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it tattered for him. Not that I love Rolling Stones, you know what I mean? They're great. Um, now I started liking it more that he passed, but it was like he could have simply asked that question, but didn't. Yeah. That shows you the mindset changes. That's why when people were in these neighborhoods or in certain situations, they don't take that leap because they're going to have people, you know, mock them and so forth. If I would have been younger, it would have been a different conversation. I would have acted totally different. But in that case, you know, as I had all that time to teach me. So it was just like, yeah, let them think whatever they want whatever, as long as we're not getting physical, you know, doing any of that, then I can, it's not going to affect me. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and Bro, I'm not going those... to let it. 
it, exactly. And, and that's where I was at, brother, where it was like, hey, I can control myself and that's it. And if I can be the best, you know, that I can and show that other people that should speak for itself versus, you know, complaining about things that are irrelevant. In that case, you know, it was one of those where he wanted to be funny. And I'm like, that's why people start fighting, you know, and I'm like, old me, what of one of my boys like came up to me at the job and was like, yeah. you good? You know, and it was just like, yeah, I'm cool. You know, but that's the things people go through. That's why I don't like talking to everybody because it's not that, you know, you're not going to mesh with all people. That's okay. You can connect later on in the journey, but just be vigilant of that. Cause when those things do come up, it's better you being prepared for those situations. And I'd say that's another big one, you know, is being prepared for anything, um, kind of having that. And that's why self-development is huge is because you're doing all these things, not because you think you're better than everybody, but it's so when bad things happen, you can be able to have that in place. You know what? I need to go for a walk. I need to pray. I need to meditate. I need to take my dog out. I need to spend family time, whatever it is, you know, maybe you need to play a little bit of video games, um, to be able to decompress. That's cool. You know, whatever it is, do it because ultimately like that's the goal is set it up to when those things happen, you um, dissolve those fires right away. And then from there, Hey, you're at peace with yourself. You can go on your day's not ruined as it was in the past. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Ahmed, was there anything else that you wanted to say? I, I feel like I'm good. This would be a good point to wrap. Also, we like to keep it under an hour just because usually we see listeners drop off after that point. Sounds good. It was an honor guys. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. It was, really appreciate it. It's, it was a pleasure, dude. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. And I hope I hope we could reconnect again sometime soon. Um, we'd love to do like a part two, maybe hear a little bit more about um, your podcast or um, about the format or what you've done to grow or how you're able to help other podcasts grow. Um, we could focus on like the entrepreneurial aspect of it, anything like that. And uh, yeah, hope let, we could keep the relationship strong, brother. Yeah, I love chopping it up with you guys. You guys are cool, and it was it was awesome to just kind of keep it flowing. Um, yeah, let's do that. I'm actually starting another podcast for my business, Alpha Influence Media, and that's exactly what it's going to be. Um, so what my business is, is yes, we charge to be able to get you connected with the right guests. But what I'm doing as well is starting that new podcast to be able to tell people, hey, this is the free organic content that you can consume teach you how to increase your downloads, get five-star ratings, kind of how I structure it um, through, you know, learning through podcasting to where it's like, hey, we're going to get this um, guest release form signed. That way we can be able to do it in our case, you know, using other platforms, they have them. Um, so you can be like, all right, we can count this here and then get a book. So we can dive into that next time. That would be perfect. Awesome. awesome. Looking I forward love to, do to that. it. Yeah. We're always trying to grow a little bit every day yeah. as we can. That's the key, you know, is, is doing that and then staying consistent. Um, yeah. I'm going to leave you guys a review right now as well. So that that's a big one. You know, it's just, hey, come on the show. Please leave a review. Let us know how well we did. Leave a five-star rating. That way you guys are able to get it up. And then that's also a marketing tool. Let other people know, hey, I have a top-rated podcast. Would you like to come on it? Now it's a different conversation than kind of yeah. trying to pitch it. because More difficult. leverage. Exactly. There's there's more guests than there are shows. So in your case, you know, you guys can leverage that, do whatever you want. Yeah, and we'll yeah. definitely do the same. We'll leave a review on your podcast as well. It's on all streaming platforms. Uh, so it's on Spotify, Google, Amazon, and then Apple. You might as well plug everything one more time too, as we wrap yeah. it up right now, if you want to. Social okay, media perfect. Stuff also. 
Yeah, so you guys can find me. Um, the Instagram is going to be the Winner's Paradigm. And then Facebook, Alundis Havens. I'm going to send you guys all the links so you have it. You'll have Thank my 15-minute you. discovery call link as well. Um, or excuse me, in this case, I think I added it on the invitation already. So we're already good there. Uh, but you guys will have everything to find me there. Anybody wants to get a hold of me, go through there, LinkedIn, message me. I'll even give you my email on there. That way you guys can just respond back to it. We'll get you connected, get you aligned with those perfect guests, perfect shows. That way you can dial in on what you're good at. And then we can be able to get you aligned to what you need to be with um, ultimately to either help your business grow, help the podcast grow. Either way, we're helping you guys. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Got you guys. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right, guys. As always, you know where to find us at Black Box Podcast. No A in the Black on Instagram and Twitter. Black Box Podcast with an A in the Black on TikTok. Uh, Thank you again, Alundis, for coming on for a great conversation and uh, what we definitely think is a great episode. And we have a new we have a new ask for you guys. Uh, If you can, please leave us a uh, a rating on whatever podcast listening platform you use it'll go a long way to help us grow and to just give us that you know that extra little push yeah so again uh thank you alundis for hopping on thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next week peace